All right, it's time, it's praise time now. So, who's going first? All right, go ahead, Gilbert. I give the Lord praise for uh, showing us the way and for our salvation through Him. Amen. Uh, Lisa? Um, I have a week off work since it's spring break, and we're going to go visit Daryl's brother, Michael. Oh, fun. Okay, he cool. Visit. And we were at a wedding yesterday, beautiful wedding. Yeah, I heard about that. That's good. Who else? Somebody told me to share their praise because they couldn't be at home. Sherry did. Um, she, uh, okay, one of the boys that she brings with her, Tucker, he's six, and he knows that she reads her Bible every day, and so he has begun carrying his Bible around all the time. And he's not a good reader yet at six, but like, They'll be looking for him, and I'll be, where are you? And he'll be upstairs reading my Bible. And he Aww. reads it every day. Amen. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Jerry, cool. you got a praise? Yeah, I was really slow this week, but I got a lot of rest. I got a bunch of rest this week. I'm good. Brush it up for all that work he's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, amen. That's good. Daryl, you got a praise? I do. I do. Uh, the Lord brought me here this morning and uh, got me out of bed because, man, I... I thought Lisa did that. Well, Lisa was, was the tool that God me. used. Oh. <laughs> She's the instrument. Okay, all right, that's how that that's how that works. Okay, I got that. Oh, but uh, I got to go to a really beautiful wedding yesterday. Got to be the best man. And that was really something. I'd never been the best man in a wedding before. Got to see my really, really good friend Dave. He had married off. I told him, I said, you realize you've made your last decision on your own, right? <laughs> you, your decision-making privileges are gone now. You understand that, right? <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, it's kind of been that way for a while anyway. So uh, I guess the praise of it all was not just the little things of the, the wedding. No, it went really well. I was telling you about the pastor that married him. Uh, last time I met him, I was telling him about, about basic Bible truths, and so he, he chased me down, and he got the website, and he okay. wanted to use uh, uh, the basic Bible truths as a teaching tool in his church. So Good, good. That's a real praise. That I was happy to hear that, you know. Good deal. We always like to get the word out if we can. Jeannie, what's your praise? Um, I talked to my sister yesterday, and I left a bunch of my coin purses with her to put in her shop, and she said they're selling like crazy and asked me to make some more. And a praise from her is that her pet-sitting business is taking off like a rocket. She's actually got a back order going on. <laughs> pet-sitting. All right. Who else? Anybody? Lisa. Other Lisa. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, on April 15th, our church will be 70 years old, and we're going to have a celebration the next day on Sunday. And Brother Hudson's going to come to preach. So we're excited about that. Yeah, all right. Because our church, he was, he pastored at Berea Baptist Church for like 40 years. He wasn't there when our church was born in 1953, but um, that's our mother church. So. Churches get planted by other churches. Huh? Next Sunday? Yeah. That's the only way to stop. Praise the Lord. 
praise. Um, thank you, Bob, for telling us about the lady with the duck eggs. I got to buy two dozen duck eggs oh, okay. um, this week oh. and oh, so. figured out how I could like prepare them and freeze them. Like if I put three in a bowl and stir them up, I can freeze it like that for baking. Because no. I don't have duck eggs, I don't get stuck. So I'm excited about that. Is there a, are they local? We'd like, to, Santa Fe, We'd like to get some too. Okay. Yeah, we can give you a number. Yeah. Praise the Lord. All right. Yeah. Good praise. She's allergic to chicken eggs. Duck oh. eggs are bigger than the chicken eggs, but not that big. Yeah, the rooster showed those to the hens and says, Ladies, I just want you to know what can be done. <laughs> I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> They're looking at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any other praises? I have a praise. The Lord's been speaking to me, I guess, this week in an unusual way. I was planning on driving to Arkansas in June to see my sister. And two, three times this past week, I have avoided an accident by the skin of my teeth, just about it. And, and I just checked that this week. It's really thin. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think that's the Lord telling me, you don't need to be driving up there. You need to fly. Well, well, I praise the Lord that you're listening. Hey, I thought you were in Oklahoma. Well, you know, God just... I needed to be here. So. Okay, well, praise the Lord. You know, I thought about your Oklahoma trip about 10 minutes ago when I saw Vicki McKee's pen for reading through her Bible, and I thought, man, we should send that up there with them. That's what she said, just send, give it to them. Yeah. I do have a praise. Yeah, well, share that praise. I praise God that I'm alive because I was so sick. Like from Wednesday until yesterday. Well, your mom said you were sick, I was and I. So sick. I, I mean, I don't even know what it was, but I didn't know if I was gonna make it. Like it was just bad, and uh, well, yeah, he, be dead. yeah, I'm just here to praise him for getting me through it. Well, amen. Yeah, you need to get on a prayer list when you're going through stuff like that. Yeah. No. That's a good idea. And uh, I don't know why I didn't. I just, Probably too sick to yeah, think about it, I guess. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl? Almost forgot. Uh, I want to praise the Lord for next weekend. We're going to miss y'all. But we're taking a road trip almost to Oklahoma. Almost? Yeah, we're going to about Wichita Falls, yes. and okay. Iowa Park, yep. where my little brother is in prison. You no, we're, <laughs> we're going to get to go see him. He hasn't had a visit uh, probably. Yeah. Good. Well, our discussion today is going to be kind of a feminine gendered discussion today. Uh, we can go then. Come on, guys. It's going to center in to the lives of four of you, particularly, because it's verse number 12 of Proverbs 31. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. I know all of you have read Proverbs 31. 
and uh, everything past verse number 12 all the way down to uh, verse 28 is all the different ways that she does him good all the days of their life. But there is an equality in this verse, an emphasis, I'll, put, I'll say it that way, that seems to be a, a pretty well, well equal emphasis on her doing her husband good and her doing her not doing her husband evil. So my quite first question is, how common is it for wives to fail in doing her husband good or succeeding in doing him evil? I know, man, you, you dare not open your mouth. You probably better just leave that alone. But somebody in here probably brave enough to do that, probably one of the ladies. What do you think about this? Is this a verse that's especially relevant today? More so, maybe as much, or at least as much, if not more so, than it was when Bathsheba was teaching Solomon how this is supposed to work? There's evil then, there's evil now. The doing him good is going to be pretty self-evident as we study the rest of this. I mean, there are all kinds of things here about uh, doing him good. Clothing, food, working hard, supporting him with respect and honor. Verse 23, her husband's known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Uh, strength and honor are her clothing. There's a lot of ways to do a man good. The lack of doing him evil might be more rare than that. I'm not sure. I don't know. What do you think? Are you pretty brave? brave. All right, Pat. Let me let me let me add, let me add, let me throw this out there. The the woman they're talking about here in Proverbs 31, that is an awful lot of women. Are you sure this is a real thing and not just a parable? This is yeah. A fictional <laughs> woman. This is a fictional woman, but even a real woman. I'm pretty sure. Do that 365 days a year, 24 hours. What? No, no, wait, excuse me. That's not what it said. It said all the days. That's all six, that's 365. You know, I do have the illustration... That where the guy says, will you marry me if you will? I'll be faithful 364 days a year, no matter what. forget <laughs> it. And that, that's usually the answer. Well, forget it. Uh, and that's the illustration of what faithful is. Faithful means all the time, every time, no matter what. But this is all the days of her life. So the, without getting into like an R or a mature rating for the lesson today, what are some of the ways that uh, are common that wives do their husband evil? Going over his head. Going over his head. Making decisions without him. Hamstring you. Okay, all right. Let's do one at a time here and figure out what we're trying to say. Going over his head, making decisions without uh, considering him or consulting him. Uh, Lisa? 
learning his love language so you can love him better and then withholding his love language, whatever Whoa. it is. Cherish <laughs> and, and there are women to do that. And all the men said, Amen. Amen. Is it hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> that is evil. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. We may end up in Proverbs chapter 5. Or this is over today. We'll see where we end up with this. Okay. All right. What else? You know the other ways? Speaking uh, negatively about him in public. That one is expensive. Words don't get to be unsaid. Powerful stuff. Gilbert, what do you think? Some uh, women are self-centered. Everything is for them. They want to be completely served and they don't want to do anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's out there. That's really not a, something that others see as much. I'll tell you one thing. If you badmouth your husband in public or with other people, you can't undo that. That's one of those situations where you need to pay attention to what Grandma told you. And if she didn't, she should have. And you know what it is. If you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. That's when you see your grandma walking around saying, Lord bless him, Lord bless him, Lord bless him. (laughs) Yeah. I was listening to uh, the Philistines and Solomon and his armor bearer. And uh, there's just two of these guys, Johnson and his armor bearer, and they're going up against like a garrison of Philistines. Johnson told the armor bearer, said, well, if they, uh, if we go, if we reveal ourselves and they say, come on up here, then we'll know the Lord sent us and, and we'll take our swords and we'll go get it done, basically. And, and so when they revealed themselves, the, the Philistines uh, said, uh, come up here and we'll show you a thing. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say what, they just said a thing. And so I'm, I'm saying, well, there's this thing that, that uh, Lisa has taught ladies ever since she's been a PW, and that is that uh, if your husband is only hearing you, he can't hear the Lord. Yeah. You don't need to get the last word because then he just hears you. Yeah. Yeah. So let him say the last word and let him be really rude, and then God's just going to keep even when he does you evil, that's it. Wait a minute. I can hear Grandma now. Oh, his eyes. Even when he does you evil. Well, you know. Maybe there's a there's a male version of this in here somewhere, and I just haven't found it yet. I don't know. But uh, it's one sentence, one verse. There is one verse. Uh, oh yeah. Well, we were going to get to that. Yeah. That is what it says. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. So, guys, I'll ask you. I'll ask you a question. Uh, what's more important to you? Whether she does you good or whether she does you no evil? I'd say no evil. The guy in the corner, living in the corner of the house, he'd say no evil. The guy in the corner of the house. Yeah, Bob? I would hope she would do good, 
to bring honor to herself because when she doesn't do uh, when she does evil she even makes herself look bad well okay I guess yeah Lisa so I think you're trying to show the difference between not doing him evil and actually doing him good not just being in the middle yeah yeah so so we've been together like what 32 years and um, and through those years I, I think we've been together what did you say <clears throat> together over 32 years yeah like we'll be married 31 years in May man um, you're getting old and so you know you know it's like, it's like anything else in life when you love somebody it's it's an action word yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. love is action and and sometimes that means that you don't put yourself first or whatever you put him first and as the years go by then you're like wow I could really improve in this area whereas you thought you were doing well but then you're you're aging together and it's like you know I could kick this up because that means a lot to him like I cook again yeah I guess I'll get brave. You can take this any way you want to. I'll just assume you just listen and don't make comments on it. But did I ever ask you to marry me? I think I did. Or did you? How did that work out? I don't even remember it now. It just, we just kind of showed up at the judge's place. Going back and forth and dragging the kids back and forth. Yeah. So it just. I don't want to do this anymore. And I told you five minutes before we went in to see him, you didn't have to marry me. Well, I knew that. But, but I wasn't going to keep doing that. Well, the one thing, I did tell her one thing back in those days, and you take it any way you want, but I told her, I don't care if you can cook. And, and I, like I said, you can take it any way you want, and I just assumed you didn't, you know, dwell on it too much, but what she's going to be able to do for me and serve and cook and clean and all those things that that's not what was important to me that's not your love language. no it's not it's not my love language not not even any of them i mean she does make a mean chicken and dumplings though i just found out lately but and i've enjoyed a lot of good cooking but and it's not that i don't care about that it's just that i don't care about that compared to the other things i do care about she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Would the world be different if if wives really worked on that? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. A lot less divorce. My wife's doing fine. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> the world would be different if we all just worked on ourselves instead of trying to fix somebody else. Right? Yeah. Well, that is working on yourself. That verse definitely is that. This is that passage of scripture, by the way, that tells you that virtuous women uh, barbecue. <laughs> they, they, yeah, she bringeth her food from afar. <laughs> you what? Afar. She cooked it on a far. Redneck, a far. <laughs> you can always tell how long it takes to get it by the, the little thing. It took Daryl about four seconds, five seconds to get that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. We have some uh, very, myself certainly included, we have some very uh, blessed husbands in our midst. I can't think of a greater gift from the Lord than a wife who is committed to do me good and no evil. Most of the days of her life, is that what she said? It's all. 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 all the days. All the things. I really thought this verse was going to last a lot longer in our discussion here. All right, all right, Harley. You, you haven't said a word yet, so go ahead. Of course I haven't, because there's just so much this one little verse can share, and a lot of it you can get right out of James. The book of James. Not the key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is no help. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, right here in this alone, she will be good and not evil all it is in his life. And to the same aspect, you know, what are the two ways that we sin? Yeah. I mean, you, you sin by either not doing what you should be doing or doing what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Which is just as much good and evil Regardless of what you're doing, this is verse. Well, the first 30 chapters of Proverbs have a lot in them about women doing evil. There's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot in there. A lot. And as to the other, as to my other point of view on this is, you could actually refer this back to one of your own sermons, living above the line in marriage, not just in your spiritual life. I think. Yeah. Staying at the top of the page. That's right. Living at the top of the page. It is a delight to me to see you all remember that. That is an incredible principle. Yes. The husband. How he treats her as well that makes it bond. Yeah. Well, that should be that way, by the way. That should be that way. Uh, he should, uh, and fellas, you need to remember this. You, you know, there is principle of you shall whatsoever you reap, so you're going to reap, and that certainly works in line with how we treat our wives. You mean I got to be nice to her? You got to be nice to her, Jerry. Well, Pat, the scripture says, "Love your wife as you love yourself," right? Uh, actually, as your church, Jesus loves the church. It it does, but it moves a whole lot past that. That's in the the plan to go there today. So let's let's go over here and look at that. It's Ephesians five. It starts with uh, not getting drunk. That's it. That's, stay away from the booze, Solomon. Lemuel. Little little limb, you need to stay off the the sauce. And so here in Ephesians, we start with the same subject. Verse 18, chapter 5, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And, and may I remind you, just 
in passing, that does not say submitting yourselves to each other. One to another, and it tells you next which one to which other. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in most things. Is that kind of like the... All the days of her life, and we were reading Proverbs, Clarissa. I'm warning to whenever someone's getting married <laughs> that you're going to have to be in sub, you know, subject to that to your husband all the days of your life, even if he's not. Froward. Make sure he's a Christian. It says yeah. also to the froward and the yeah, the, the just grumpy. To, just to the saved husbands. This is to any husband. Yeah, this is. This is why it's so important that you got one chance to get it right. You best get it right. And it's you know, and this this thing works both ways. But uh, uh, husbands, and then husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it, that He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So blemish, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. That's what you're talking about, Jerry. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Then that's true. We, we become one flesh. One. And it says, No man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. And it really gets interesting in verse 32 when he tells you that he's not really talking about husbands and wives in this, ta- in this chapter. He's talking about Christ and the church. So my question to you is... Uh, and you can see that this this love is supposed to be in two directions: her to him, him to her. Uh, both with a with an incredible example set forth to do it. How does Jesus love our church? Holy. Well, yeah, always. He loves each of us individually, but one of the one of the things that I do often. Is, as I'm called upon to to join people together in their marital vows, is remind them where you're going to see the best example for your marriage to follow. You look at somebody else's marriage, you're probably going to find some good things and a whole lot of not-so-good things. But if you really want to see how love works, look... Look at how Jesus deals with our church. Gilbert? Jesus gave himself for the church. He gave himself for the church. And we know that's how we got to be a church. It's because Christ bought us by giving himself. But my perspective on this is uh, more of an ongoing... I mean, you're here every week, right? Mostly. If you didn't make it to Oklahoma, look where you are. You're here again this week. 
you're here every week, you, uh, we're going to have our annual business meeting this morning. We're going to vote on money. Money ever play a factor in how husbands and wives get along? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could come up, yeah. Would you say that Jesus has been good to us? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my 21st year as your pastor, 23rd or 4th as your Bible teacher. I've seen quite a bit of, of Jesus going on around here for the last 20-something years. And uh, my recollection is that he's been pretty good to us. How many times? How many times have we been destitute in debt and couldn't pay the bills and couldn't buy what we needed? You ever remember? You ever remember that happening? Well, that must mean you're all perfect tithers and nobody has ever messed up. I think the Lord has been pretty good to us. A lot of times husbands are, they get a little, uh, not that any of you have ever done this, you understand, especially me, but sometimes they get a little stingy. They get a little, why, why, why are you spending money on that? I heard a guy on dry bar was over he was overhearing a conversation in bed bath and beyond about a, the husband was in there with his wife and she was wanting to buy all these things and he said that's just a bunch of expensive decorations we don't need any of that stuff <coughs> and when they went out in the parking lot they were still kind of going back and forth having a little tisk and this guy noticed that this guy was driving a a jacked up truck with all the bells and whistles on it. Bubba truck. You don't need that either, Well, he said that, uh, he said, he rolled down his window and told the guy, said, man, I like your truck. And he, and he said, uh, he said, uh, boy, those are some cool, expensive decorations you got on that truck. <laughs> He said that guy's wife looked at him with pure love. Just <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I, I for one think uh, think every husband in the world ought to have every toy he ever wants, for that matter. But if I'm going to love my wife as Christ loved the church, she might she might find a toy or two as well. You know. You start a little too soon on that. Uh, Ephesians 5.33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Yeah. So there's love your wife as you love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Would you think that uh, loving your wife as yourself would be different than loving your wife as Christ loves the church? Well, that would be your goal. Your, be, yeah. your which one's where? Oh, cross <laughs> 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 We're not going to be able to 
Uh, there is a school of thought on this that, uh, that some of you might not agree with. I'm not saying I do. I'm just going to point it out that that's, this passage says that uh, Christ loves the church by cleansing and washing with the word. And some have uh, gone to as far as to think that the husband loving his wife is making sure she's properly trained and kept in line. And that ends about a junior high school. That got some. That got some hands up. Go ahead, Lisa. I just forgot. Good. Good thing. Good thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that might venture off into having too much fun. I don't know. We could get in trouble with that. But uh, I, to, just so you know, that is not what this is talking about. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Although, although, a husband providing the leadership that keeps his wife in church and learning and serving the Lord and all those other things and supporting her in, in what she does for the Lord is a big deal. Lisa and then Daryl. Um, I guess we were like more business partners before we got married, but, um, but having that, you know, there's a president and there's a vice president and they discuss the things that need to be discussed and other things are delegated. And so we, we've never argued about money. We just work at it together because it was the business. And so it's the, we, we go from that aspect. It's not nobody's withholding anything from anybody or feeling like they can't have what they want or anything like that. But, I mean, we were still like that when we were looking under the couch cushions for change to buy milk when we first got married for the kids. Yeah, well, that's... God has... When we, when we look at how God loves the church and how he sees us, when we do something wrong, like, okay, first you taught me to forgive immediately. And so when I would come and apologize, you'd be like, I'm going to apologize for it. It's already forgiven. It's gone. And, and yesterday is gone. And I think a lot of wives and husbands might hold grudges about stuff because they feel like they're devalued or disrespected. So if you try to look at your spouse... Or, or your your grown child, or anybody else, through God's eyes, then the way you treat them is going to be different. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, this has uh, been uh, interesting today, Daryl. Uh, two things. One, she was talking about how y'all never argued over money or whatever. Yeah. First thing that came to mind is you probably have the same concept in mind about money and treat it the same between the two of you. Money is just money. It's not a priority to live for. It's just something you have to have to live. Uh, but what I wanted to say is that the husband, he's your spiritual leader at home. Yeah. And he's, we as men are going to be called on, Lord, Lord's going to expect that out of us. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, you know, Make sure we're doing that, I guess. Right. So yeah. one more little All right. Go ahead. thing about what I was talking about. Okay, when you have a president, a vice president, 
and you come to an impasse, then the president makes the call and you support the president. That's how that works. And you and you do it. What does God say? To obey your husband with, without murmuring or something. Anyway. No whining. Flouncing and slamming doors and doing all those little kid things. But um, but when when we do something uh, that God says we shouldn't or don't do something that we don't consult God on how to do something, <clears throat> frequently He will just love us more. He will just pour out so much more love or blessings or whatever on us that we can't help but repent of that attitude and want to include him or consult him more. And I think that um, that we can bless each other that way too. Yeah. The submission that's talked about in chapter 5 is what gets the most press. Always what gets the most press. But I, I need to remind you that submission in, in the lives of two people who are, one of them is trying to love her like Christ loves the church and she's trying to do him good all day of her life and not evil. When that's going on, submission is, uh, could, have, probably, could actually have been left out and it would be the same. Because submission, if you you you, you gotta you gotta understand submission. Submission can only even exist when there's disagreement. Otherwise, y'all are just walking down the road together and going getting from here to there what you're supposed to be doing, and everything's working. And and, and that's the way it should be. There might be ten different ways to reach that goal if you have the same goal in mind. It's yeah. A lot easier. There are times that I've had to. This is how it's going to be. But not very often. Very, very so. Clarissa, go ahead. And leadership, by the example of how Christ leads the yeah. church, is like not always like a firm like leader. You know, he, he a lot of times lets the, us make the choice and then like just steers it, you know, from, I don't know, I I think a lot of people think leadership and they think like a, a tyrant, tyrant, you know, like but a, a leader like the way Christ leads is, is a different kind of leader. You know, he, he supports and lifts up. Leadership is, uh, yeah, the, the one thing, you, one thing you've got to, if, if you think yourself a leader and you want to know if you're a leader, then look behind you and see if anybody's following. That's how you know. And it's just that way. Uh, 